The Doomer Bloomer Podcast is a community for the resurrection of good ideas. We profile the hero's journey in weekly episodes and teach people about the 10 pillars framework for success in life, business, and relationships. Our mission is to find and help all Doomer Bloomers with mental health issues, poverty mindset, lack of resources, and those left behind in this world. Tune in weekly with Will S. and occasionally John Wynn as we have deep conversations with guests about the hero's journey, clown world order, and the resurrection of good ideas. To help support our community, go to www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com support to become a member today. And remember, we are the cure for COVID-19. All right. Welcome back to the Doomer Bloomer podcast with Will S. We're talking about the hero's journey, the 10 pillars framework for success, life, and business, specifically health, wealth, and wisdom. Uh, Today, we will be talking to Nate Rifkin, all the way from Golden, Colorado. How are you doing this afternoon, Nate? I'm doing really well. Uh, you know, thank you for having me here. Good. Um, for the listeners that don't know who you are and what you're about, uh, give us a bit of an elevator pitch on your your life and your career and your doomer to bloomer path. Uh, so you will. <laughs> Not a problem. I mean, the basics of it is um, I used to be so you know sad and hated myself so much that um i uh thought about killing myself and planned it out um i was so broke that uh i actually went through a bankruptcy um and this was after i tried a bunch of self-help stuff and i Mm. really tried it and it didn't work for me um and and i had to kind of go on a um a completely different path, a much more spiritual one to start turning my life around. And that was about almost 15 years ago. And since then I've actually become a much happier person, a much more successful person. In fact, I'm um, uh, just a a month or two away from celebrating uh, my one year anniversary with my wife. So yeah, you're, like I said, that would be a classic, what I call a classic doomer scenario. Um, I'm not one for uh, the, the the classic self-help industry either. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there making a lot of profit off of a lot of people suffering in misery without actually, you know, understanding um, where people are coming from, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or, or even worse, they do understand where they're coming from and they're exploiting it. Yeah. And that's, that's the other, the other side of it. Um, yeah. so like during that period, I guess 15 years ago would have put you at around like 20 years old. Yeah. It, Cause it started, um, when I dropped out of college, um, 
And I was probably like, what was I? I was like 19 years old then. So yeah. And, and this was a multi-year long kind of um, crash and burn. So it was probably about five, five years. From the age of 19 to 24? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, I forget exactly when I started making my turnaround in terms of my age, but yeah, it's probably around 25. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I mean, I've gone through similar, similar things. Um, you know, like my late teenage years early, yeah, late teenage years, early twenties, um, were kind of, <laughs> to lack of a better word, very precarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just because I didn't have a whole lot of direction. Um, and you know, family upbringing being, being what it was. Um, I, I think probably the, the thing I'm most proud of of myself is that I ended up finishing my trades certification as an electrician. Um, you know, but, uh, that was from basically the period of 24 to, to, to 29. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and then and then later on, I I, I mean, I, I realized. Well, I realized. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm a, a. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. You know, and I, I don't know if anyone knows what that is like, but it, it's 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 cool. It's kind of like if you if you're like a Shakespeare fan, it's kind of like being Hamlet. Um. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the whole you have very high highs, but you also have very low lows, you know. Um, so give me an idea of what your um, your depression looks like or looked like, Nate. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was a just a tremendous amount of looping, looping, looping thoughts of like I mean. I, I just hated myself. Um, and I thought I was a, a complete loser. So, I mean, I would loop on these thoughts about, about what a loser I thought I was and imagine these scenarios of me falling short. I mean, I was, um, going deeper into debt and I was lonely. I was a very lonely guy. I could not get a date to save my life. And I would just, I would just play that over and over in my mind. Um, and I w- I would just think about, how I perceived everyone else as being so far ahead of me and how everyone else was so much better. I mean, it was the whole grass is greener um, scenario where, and the more I isolated myself, the worse it got because the more my perceptions got skewed. Um, And it it was like my own thoughts were my enemy. Um, And the worst was um, looping on the thoughts when trying to go to sleep at night. And then when I'd wake up, um, you know, being stuck in bed because I, I would still be driving myself crazy. So that's, that's what it looked like. Well, I can relate. I mean, they call that, they call that negative self visualization. Um, yeah. like thinking about the, the negative outcomes versus looking at the reverse at the positive outcomes. But it's just like the whole idea of don't think about a pink elephant, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, all you can think about now is that pink elephant, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I definitely have been there. Um, the way that I have ultimately, and I don't, I don't think there is, there's no, no such thing as a, a cure all for depression. Um, and you can take as many medications as you would, the doctor is going to prescribe you. And I've been on quite a few different ones. Um, but these are stopgap measures in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh mm. the only thing that really got me, uh, out of a really bad place, uh, especially last year is I, I ended up just trying to tap back into my creative side, my creative energies. Um, even though I wasn't doing a whole lot, like I was reading books still. Um, and basically I go back to the Tao Te Ching a lot. I, I, I picked it up in 2017, just about five years ago. Um, I consider Wayne Dyer like like one of my main spiritual uh, teachers. Um, you know, I've, I've lived the, the 80 day, 80, 81 verses day by day. I've done, I've done, the, done one of those, I've done a few of those challenges uh, over the years. Um, but for yourself, like what really kicked you? I mean, you, like you said, you, you, you said you planned out your suicide. So, you know, what did that look like? And then what ultimately made you like not do it? Cause this could be a conversation. Like I could be not, I could be talking to an alternate dimension of Nate Rifkin right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, it was sort of like a, a day by day process where, um, when the looping got bad enough, um, that's where I thought about like, um, putting a bullet through my head, um, which is, it, and it was kind of in a dark way is a really fitting way to want to, um, end my life because the, where all these looping thoughts are just like revolving around my head. Um, and it, it was, it was just like the, probably the natural conclusion of, um, the, just imagining all these nightmare scenarios where I just hated myself so much because, well, ultimately if I want to, if I hate myself that much, I'd want to destroy myself. Um, but what the reason you're talking to uh, me right now instead of in an alternate dimension where uh, I, I actually went through with it is because I just went to sleep every night and I just felt a little I always like felt a little bit better the next morning, not necessarily progressively better over the mornings, but I felt good enough to to live another day. Um, so it, it, that was always the process. It was just like. If I go to sleep, something will shift and I'll wake up the next morning and be able to trudge through another day. And then, I don't know, every, every, every uh, week or so or every couple of weeks, that that kind of cycle would repeat itself where I'd get close to the edge and then I'd go to sleep. Um, what finally got me out of it was when I dropped everything I'd been doing when it came to self-help. Like because everything was revolved around mindset or my thoughts or visualizing because uh what you talked about like the 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 ultimate like negative visualization imagining all's outcomes 
Well, I discovered that trying to force myself to to do the opposite, like positive visualization, it always rang so hollow um, Mm. that it never worked, you know? And and that's exactly what some kind of surface level, you know, um, pop psychology, self-help person would say. It's like, oh, well, then you just turn it around. Um, Actually, I remember I was uh, talking to, uh, this is much, much more recently, uh, I was talking to someone who is kind of doing the guru thing um, in the uh, uh, kind of like, uh, let's call it the personal development, like energy world. And, and he was explaining, it's like, Oh, well, you know, if you're, you know, depressed, it's like your thoughts just don't resonate you. So you switch to, you know, thoughts that do resonate with you and and visuals that do resonate with you. And and then you'll be fine. And I was just thinking to myself, dude, shut up, kiss my ass. (laughs) You don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you you have no clue. So, um, if you, yeah, it's hard. To, it's really hard to explain to people who have that whole like right. I call them like Reiki, Reiki gurus, or like I wouldn't say Reiki, but they're just they're they're so like, hey, the world, the world is love and light and blah blah blah. Well, no, it's not. You know, they're it's okay. It's okay to be just blah and it's okay to just be like acknowledge that it's shit sometimes oh yeah because um, yeah because you just know i mean the the people who kind of have that sort of like you know it's all it's all it's all good it's all love da, 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 da. it's like what dark stuff have they buried so deep that they're not even willing to face it not they're not even willing like that's how that's the depth of that pathology um so yeah and and not only that but you know have copying that attitude um is what's going to prevent even a chance of being able to deal with um you know whatever pain that you're still kind of carrying around um so yes, yeah, so st- stuff like that drives me nuts. It's like I, the saying I came up with is like anytime you've got someone who anoints themselves like uh, uh, an advice like giver, and they and they start their advice with it just comes down to, or it's simply a matter of I I already know they're full of it because anything worthwhile is going to be at least somewhat tricky. It's going to require some kind of effort. So if someone just wants to toss it off by saying, "Oh yeah, it's just it's just this," I already know they're on the wrong track because they're they're kind of too arrogant to really give good advice. They've never actually been there. Going off on a tangent here, but what the hell? Well, I mean the the doomer like the, the doom like the doomer bloomer podcast, and it, it's it started out as um a way for me to go to sleep at night. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> because I am one of those polymathic or like whatever they want to, I don't, I don't really have a name for it, but like um, I have such diverging and um, varied interests in things and mm-hmm. I want to learn more and share more as much as I, as I possibly can. And I was ultimately becoming insomniac. 
<laughs> mm. you know, struggling, like struggling with, with this, my sleep deprivation. Um, you know, I, I went through, you know, several rounds of unemployment in my twenties. Uh, and I just, I just ended up like, like I said, the regular self-help avenues just weren't cutting it. They just, they, they weren't offering and they still don't continue to offer like tangible, in my opinion, tangible, uh, workable, uh, daily advice or daily, daily habits or daily, you know, it's just like, you got to wake up 5 a.m. every day. Like, um, when you're depressed, you, you can barely put your pants on in the morning, yeah. let alone wake up at 5 a.m. You know, yeah. uh, you, you need to embrace that you're only going to rise to the capabilities that you're going to be able to reasonably accomplish in a day. Um, you know, if I, if, like for myself, like, like, especially this past three weeks or so, um, <laughs> if I could get through my daily, uh, customer interactions over the phone and I go for a walk at night, that's all I could do. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You know, <laughs> and as much as I I want to 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 rise to a higher level, it's just at this point in the phase of my my down cycle, I just have to admit to myself that certain things are just gonna have to be put aside. Yeah, I, I don't know, you know how you go how you feel. How how do you feel about that? Well, what you know, what you just said reminds me of um, a story. Now, this is. It's going to be like a story of a story. So bear with me here. But um, a teacher of mine referenced a movie once and he saw the movie. I did not. So, but bear with me. But the movie is called um, A Walk in the Sun. And the reason it's called that is because it's a, it's a war movie. And I think it was probably near the end of the movie. One of the characters, like they are just, he survives a bloody battle and it's, tragic it's this awful battle and it's and they're still like at the scene they're trying to find survivors um but it's like the sun the sun has come out um it's kind of calm like you know it's over there's nothing there's nothing really to do anymore it's like the ever it's it's just a tragic scene so the guy takes off his helmet and he just goes I- i'm just going for a walk in the sun you know and that's and it, you remind me of that because what can you do at that moment? You know, he's not going to get up at 5 a.m. and list out his, you know, freaking goals or something like that. And he just, all you could do at that point is just go for a walk in the sun. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, I, I resonate with that. And I think that's the a lot of issue with a lot of like uh, cookie cutter here, do this, apply this system to your life. Because I think for a human being to thrive, it's not about trying to like put a, you know, you know, 
pick up a book and 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 that outlines in, in a new system for you to follow or a coach that'll give you all these like cookie cutter suggestions to follow almost like your uh your uh a samsung phone and getting an, a new app installed on you it's really <laughs> about yeah it's and that's what I never had success with because every time I tried, it just wouldn't work. What I that's why I love the Taoist approach because like it's stripping away stuff. Um, yeah, it's diving. And it's like all right, let's figure out what you can do and, and and what's best for you in your life, and just what what's what are some things you could do to work on yourself so that the natural thriving that you're meant for is going to come out. Um, it'll come out at the pace that's right for you, um, in the timeline that's right for you. Um, and if you want to get spiritual about it, um, you know, the Taoists would, the Taoists would admit that it's like, look, we came into this life with a, with a certain like path. Um, and we follow the timeline of the spirit realm and we can't deviate from that. Uh, some things, you know, as part of our karma for this incarnation and some things are not. Um, and it's, and it's, um, it's the way I like to say it is like anytime that we're trying to like really bear down and, and differ from that, it's like, um, uh, applying torque to like a building it's, uh, to a foundation of a building. It's like a, applying shearing force. It's going to hurt us. Um, but Hey, that, that doesn't work with the, in the realm of like, uh, 10 week coaching programs and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? Well, you're, you're kind of, uh, alluding to a concept that I call, um, like going with the, the flow or the stream of, of your life. Um, because the, the Tao Te Ching talks about like life is a return trip back to source and what you're what you're meant here to do is like you said already been laid out for you in a, a preordained fashion in a sense and you're you're talking about like you can't go against your essential nature or your essential grain yeah you, you know what i mean and yeah. and and i've had to learn this the hard way because i i have i have lived for long periods of time with 5 a.m. mornings and, you know, having a strict routine and getting up at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time. And it's exhausting. It, it, it is literally mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally exhausting to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there's a part of, there's a part of me that is just okay with, getting up when I feel like it, doing the minimum amount of work that I need to do for the day, and then maybe working on something that I feel is valuable or contributes in a way that makes better sense to me than prescribing to somebody else's ideal or somebody else's expectations of me. Um, not to say that I don't hold myself to relatively high expectations, but I've had to learn that if I fall short of my expectations, it's not the end of the world. The sky is not going to come crashing down around me. Um, 
And the other thing I've had to learn the hard way is I needed to learn to ask for help when I was in crisis or things just weren't going to work out the way that I wanted them to. Um, you know, it, it definitely culminated last year um, in, in 2020, especially in light of like the COVID situation. You know, I was spending, you know, 10 or 12 hour days at, at my regular work. And in my recreational time, I was unfortunately, you know, dr drinking a lot because mm -hmm. I was trying to numb myself to uh, a lot of the, the trauma that I was going through. And I didn't know, have any other way to deal with it. Um, yeah. I would have gone to the gym. However, the, the, the gyms uh, all closed at that time. And yeah. it, it broke me out of it broke me out of a regular routine, and not to mention like I I was living like living a lot living by myself, and yeah I could reach out over the phone that sort of thing, um, but I, I don't know how the winters are in Colorado, but up here in Canada it gets mighty cold from October to April, mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's not a yeah. lot to not a lot to do outside. Um, you know, um, so I kind of just, um, I, instead of dealing with things properly, I kind of, I kind of let it unfortunately fester to the point where I had a, what they would call a mental breakdown, mm. um, you know, and that was probably, uh, one of the darkest periods of my life to be honest, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I never, I never expected that to happen to me at 30 years old. Like I, things, things up until that point, yeah, they haven't been the most rosy, but I, I, I never, you know, literally don't like, don't remember what I did for four days period of time. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's that sort of, sort of thing. Um, so coming back to your recovery, if you will, um, the, the thing that intrigued me is, um, how did you throw that self-help book out the window and basically reinvent your, you said embracing the spiritual walk. So what does yeah. that, what does that mean? So, yeah, so here's what happened. Well, throwing out the self-help stuff was, that was the easy part for me because every, everything failed so horribly that I was, I was fed up with it. I mean, I was, I was really disgusted I, and I was jaded. And I was so bitter about it. I felt betrayed. I felt really betrayed because here I was, I had faith in it. Um, but I, I was just really coming to terms with the fact that there's just so many, there's so many liars out there. Um, and, and they, and oftentimes, you know, all this like raw, raw stuff, it puts the blame on you if you don't succeed with it. And it's, it's crap. It's absolute crap. Um, so what I, I was fortunate in that, um, I'd never heard of Taoism. 
I mean, I, maybe I heard the word, but I'd never really actually explored it. So I had um, uh, a mentor at the time who taught a lot of this other like visualizing self-help stuff. But then he was also into Taoism. And lo and behold, like he was teaching a lot of self-help stuff, but he would actually do a lot of Taoist meditation himself. Um, but, and I say I'm fortunate because he actually, he actually started teaching that stuff. And I was, I was one of his students at the time and it sounded, it sounded really cool. It resonated with me. I mean, you know, you, you studied the Tao Te Ching and practiced what, um, is, is revealed inside. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it, it's very poetic. It's very beautiful. Um, and, and it's actually, even if a lot of people haven't heard of Taoism, they, they've probably heard of a lot of its, uh, uh, sayings and tenets, like like the idea of uh, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. That's a very well known phrase, and it comes from Taoism. Um, so what I just what I learned was that um, there's the Taoist philosophy, and and paired with it is an actual uh, practical like Taoist meditation, sort of like how uh, yoga comes from um, India, and there, there's, there's, uh, there's a Hindu spirit, there's spiritual paths associated with Hinduism and stuff like that. And then there's actual tangible exercises. Well, Taoism has the same thing. Um, in fact, you, you'll, you'll probably really find this interesting. Um, if you look at the translation of the Tao Te Ching, you can actually see hints of the, the meditations for instance, I, I forget the actual number verse, but there's um, there's part of the Tao Te Ching that states it's something like the the wording is something like you know the key what the sage does is the sage will empty their mind and keep their minds empty and fill and keep their bellies full and fill their bellies. Um, so that's an interesting phrase. Does it mean? you know, just like not over intellectualizing and, and making sure you got plenty of food. Um, it could, and it could also refer to the practice of sitting and breathing deeply and imagining the energy going into your belly. So when they talk about full, it's not necessarily food. Um, it, it could be just the sensation of breathing into an energy. And I think that there's even one Tao Te Ching translation that goes like, fill your belly with food. And I'm reading it and just like, I'm, I think they missed the essence there. Um, but anyway, ba- but back to the story. So I started learning Taoist meditation. And what I do is when I got out of bed, I, 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 I'd take a shower first. But then right after I took a shower, I would actually do a brief round of Taoist meditation. Um, and by the way, at the time I was, I was drinking every morning. Like I, that's how I started my days. I, I drink vodka, uh, mixed, mixed with an energy drink. So what happened was I started feeling somewhat of a, a pleasant buzz from the meditating. Um, and this to me was like revelatory. It was amazing because everything else I tried like sucked because it was all about, get stuck in your head and go do this thing and you'll get this result. And then I'd fail to get the result. But here I was just being myself and feeling good, like in the moment, just a little bit, just like a little bit better. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, And I kept on, I, I kept on doing this practice. And over time, the buzz I felt actually caught up with the buzz I would feel from drinking. 
Um, and then within a couple of days, the buzz I got from meditating was actually a little bit better than the buzz I'd feel when I drink the vodka. Um, so I actually stopped drinking the vodka in the morning. Um, just, and it wasn't willpower. I just felt better. So I just didn't, I just didn't want it. I I, I just wanted to feel good. I, I didn't have any lofty goals. Um, so that was part of what got me like obsessed with Taoism. And then other people would comment like, oh, Nate, you're looking a little more confident. You're looking a little bit um, happier and more calm. And that's why I realized, whoa, this is more than just what I'm feeling. There's an actual effect here. So um, I, I just became, that was like 15 years ago. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, this is the only thing that's worked for me. This is the only thing. So I'm going to just fixate on this. I, I have to, it's nothing else is working. So this is what I'm going to do. So that's, that's kind of how I started to turn my life around. I have a, I have a saying, I say, I, I say meditation, not medication. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> because you could look at those vodka rock, rock stars as a form of self medication, right? Um, oh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you, you, you use, you use the alcohol to, to numb yourself to the, the things you don't want to feel yeah. or, and then, and then the energy drink is just to get you to, to function for the day. Yeah. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it. You yeah. know, and I definitely can tell you that there's a few times that I showed up on construction sites and I definitely had alcohol in my coffee. Um, yeah. You know, and that's like, yeah, you know, probably shouldn't be admitting that, but, that's the only way that I could get through my day. And, and it's just, it is what it is, yep. you know, um, and it's, it's out there. I had actually a former uh, coworker who once admitted that the, the water bottle had, had, I, I forget if it was gin or vodka, but yeah. Um, in it, you know, and I, I had no idea. Well, it's, it's probably the, the, the most socially acceptable way for, people to self-regulate in our society and it's actually alcohol is probably one of the worst short and long-term things you can do to your body for <laughs> for for health um you know besides the the, the psychological like the, the 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 liver alone can only process so much alcohol over time and it's just, it's just like any habit. Like it's just, it's, it's, if you keep going back to that's your, your go-to, you know, go-to thing. Um, and then like, I'm going to kind of segue here because I have talked about, uh, psychedelics, uh, on this podcast before I have an entire episode dedicated to that. Um, but I'm also going to, uh, preface that this uh, with that it's just like going you go into that cave with what you brought with you right the alcohol or the substance is not going to uh, magically change the things that are disrupting your your life Right, you still have to. You still have to. End of the day, you still have to deal with deal with it. Yeah. Um, so, 
and I, I think you probably understand this, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, like I, I just, you know, decided, you know, decided to have you on the show in the first place. I, re I read your, you know, I read your story and it's like, this is something that, you know, really resonates with me, you know, cause I've been where you, you know, I, you know, I feel, I have felt, you know, I'm a very empathetic person and I can empathize where a lot of people are, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you like for, for instance, like we all have this idyllic ver idyllic, idyllic version of ourselves that we want to project in the world. Yeah. And there there's your ideal, you know, I am this goal weight. I am this amount of money. I am housewife kids. I am, you know, all these, I am affirmations. Um, and it, it's, it, it, it is, it is good. It is helpful to, to have, to have that outline or that's where I want to get to. Um, but there, the, the dark side of that is that if you fall short of it or if you continually don't reach the, the place where you, you want to be like, you can, you can also, you can start having a, a, a down, like I call it a down cycle. Um, and it, it's, it's important. I guess it's more important to recognize the cycles. The Tao Te Ching starts talking about if you can start recognizing the storms and the calms, the calms and the storms, like it always talks about nature. And if you can start recognizing the nature, the, the calms and the storms cyclically um, before they happen or as they're happening, rather than just being victim to them, that's where a, a true Taoist master resides. And <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely um, falling short of that right now. <laughs> in my in my life uh, do doing yeah. the best doing the best with what i've given what i've got what i'm working with um but you know i'm still i'm still here i'm still still podcasting you know ultimately it's what i really enjoy doing mm -hmm. uh talking to people like you nate um so bankruptcy uh, so you treat failure as a, a baptism marker for starting over. Um, what did like, what advice would you give for, for someone who is as far down as you were and wanting to pursue a similar path? Like from where you were 15 years ago, that version of Nate to the, to the transitional period and then up to, kind of where you are now like we're always I, I could call it progress not perfection we're always works of works in progress yeah you know um the like i you know like i was mentioning earlier in that the earlier part of my story the the first time i had success was with just doing the meditation practice daily um and that that would be the advice i'd give is is similar to what i did i threw out all the goal setting, um, all the affirmations. 
I mean, if they work for you, then there you go. I mean, the last thing I'd ever want to do is tell someone to stop something that's working really well for them if they figure that out. So I'm just saying from my perspective here, but um, I threw all that stuff out and I just focused on working with the energy of my body. Um, and I, I, I guess I wasn't, I didn't really put it into words at the time, but what I was doing was I was working on the energy of my body. And then as a result, the, whatever success I was hoping for would take care of itself in the way that was supposed to happen for me. Um, and it would happen on the timeline that was for me. Um, because if I ever tried to skew the timeline and, and, and like set this goal and get this thing or this object by this time, uh, it, it would, it would, it would implode. I'd self-sabotage or it just wouldn't work. And then I'd feel miserable. So finally, when I start just working on a, the, just the daily discipline, um, uh, of the meditation, then life just uh, started unfolding in in the way that was naturally supposed to for me. Now, in in my case, um, I still went through a bankruptcy. Like I started meditating and turning around my inner life, and then I went through a bankruptcy. You know, if, if this were a typical self help thing, then they would talk about how you know. Once you start, you know, meditating and stuff, you can use the law of attraction and da, 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 da. And then like money will somehow, you know, sitting on your duff, money will rain from the sky or something like that. And if you didn't make it work, it's your fault. Now, I still went through that bankruptcy. And then during this, I got a job spinning signs on a street corner. Um, but and so on the outside, it would look like Oh, that is just terrible. He's going through the, an even more miserable part of his life. But actually, I started I was started becoming the happiest I'd ever been um, because I was just fed up with, like, like you said, we try and project that kind of outward image to the world. I was just like, screw it. There's no way I could possibly have a, uh, a cool image to the outside world when I'm wearing a costume on a street corner and waving around a sign. So I just had to embrace the fact that I, I look like a dork. Um, and that was it. Like if anyone from my high school saw me, they would just burst out laughing and people driving by did burst out laughing or, or scream things at me. Um, so, but I realized that actually, no, I'm going to backtrack. It wasn't that I realized it didn't matter. It's that I actually felt like it didn't matter. It went beyond words. It went beyond an attitude that I was supposed to adopt because I was actually doing the Taoist meditation. I started being the person that didn't really care about what others thought. I started being the person that was um, more self-loving and self-accepting. It wasn't just words on a page anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't just an intellectual attitude that I was trying to adopt. I, 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 like a, I started walking the Taoist path by just doing the energetic work first, doing a deep breathing practice. Um, and as a result, the, I start to actually just get the mindsets. Um, I, I really started to like, kind of feel like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is like, I, my life has been stripped down and simplified. I, I'm making 10 bucks an hour. Um, I'm living in the cheapest place I could find. I mean, there is a five year period of my life where I, I had no idea what movies came out. Um, 
I got rid of my television set. I didn't have cable. I had a, I had internet, but no cable. So I don't even I don't even know what TV shows were on. Um, I, I I'd have to look it up. I still don't know what happened to this day between like 2011 and 2014 or whatever. Um, so didn't, didn't, so, miss, so, didn't miss very much. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's <laughs> good. To, I feel better now. But but anyway, so but that's what I advise. It's like it's all about working with your energy with the deep breathing. I mean that the Taoists have been saying it all along. They've and they've been hinting at it because they know it's it's something you kind of have to like come to your own on. It's something you have to you have to kind of discover yourself for it to truly stick, which is which is part of why everything they talk about is in riddles. Everything they talk about is kind of hidden in poetry. Um, it's it's starting with your own energy and your own discipline, uh, customized to you. It's, you don't have to get up at 5 a.m., but you know, at some point during the day, choose a time when you're going to focus on breathing into your belly and feeling the energy. And as a result, um, that's that's how you can start to quiet your mind. You don't you don't quiet your mind by fighting it. And, and I certainly never quieted my mind by sitting there and just observing my thoughts. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with how meditation is taught today because if you go online, you know, it's like I was ranting about earlier, like when someone starts their advice was like, it's simply a matter of, or it just comes down to every time you, you read about meditation, how it's taught online, it's like, oh, meditation, all it is, is just a matter of focus or all it is. And I'm just like, BS. That's BS. The Taoist knew it's it's a matter of redirecting your energy. It goes deeper than just sitting there. Like anytime I tried to do just regular meditation that way, I'd just be hazy. And then I'd be like, what the heck did I do for the last 15 minutes? I wasted my time. But by by making it a body-based practice where I breathe into my belly and focus on feeling the energy, not thinking about it, but actually feeling it, I was no longer fixating on where I was versus where I wanted to be. Uh, I was no longer fixating on the destructive thoughts of self-hatred. I, I jumped off that hamster wheel and I was just like, let me just feel the, the freaking energy and, and breathe deeply. And if I don't feel it, I'll just keep breathing deeply. And I'll, at the very least, I'll, I'll get a nice high from the oxygen I'm getting into my system. And I just did that. Um, and as a result, I started resolving a lot of the old like emotional wounding without even trying because I, because I was working with the energy. Um, so that's what I would advise. And it's just like, I, I also just dropped all the notion of, well, 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 when I do this, how long before I get this result or can I get this specific result? I finally just dropped all that. And, um, because it just didn't work. And then that's how I finally opened up the capability to actually start turning my life around. Yeah. Um, they call, I guess that would be considered non, non-attachment, non-attachment to the outcome. Yeah. And, but, and I'll, and I'll add to that. It's like, I don't know if I, I don't think I ever actually managed to get fully unattached and I don't think I am today, but if, if someone can just kind of redirect their focus on like a self-care routine that involves a lot of like deep breathing and body-based stuff, it's kind of like you can almost trick yourself into non-attachment, you know, because you're, you're, you're redirecting your energy. 
Yeah, um, and you have a you have a quote on here or a, a tributation. You can get more energy from the earth than you can from other people. What is yeah. what does that mean? Um, that comes from actually the mentor I learned this learned Taoist meditation from. And the idea is this, like the Taoists had a concept um, called chi, and I thought it was like just basically I thought it was BS. Um, but it turned it, it turns out it the the meridians that they mapped out in the human body, which I mean, if you've ever heard of acupuncture, got an acupuncture treatment, they're working with meridians. Um, what they learned is that there actually is a subtle energy that runs through our bodies. Um, and if we work with this energy, we can change the outcome of our physical, mental, and emotional health. So, and some, some science is actually showing there's something to this. Like there's, there's evidence that these meridians flow through the tissues of our fascia, which is like, a, this tissue in our body that encases our organs. Um, and that, and there's also scientific evidence showing that this, um, fascia tissue is capable of, of generating piezo, piezoelectric energy or piezoelectric electricity, which might be related to this Taoist concept of chi. Okay. So why am I saying all this? Because when we meditate, um, especially when, you know, we start breathing deeply and are calming our minds and we're getting into the zone where we're really feeling our energy, the earth is a tremendous storehouse of this chi. Um, and when we open ourselves to it, that could be very, very healthy and beneficial for us. I mean, there's there's a Taoist idea of, um, I think it's like uh, the the average man breathes through their throats. Um, a true man breathes to his heels. What that's referring to is the idea. Number one, it can refer. There are many layers to like what the Tao Te Ching says, or or what any sort of uh, mystical text will say. So. One idea is that, well, it's it's a matter of like breathing so deeply, it's like you're filling your whole body all the way down to your heels. But it also refers to the fact that we have meridians that go through our heels. Um, and when we meditate with our feet on the ground and re really feel into this connection with the earth, this is a way of opening ourselves to that energy. And I know it's if it's if anyone anyone's listening to this and it's like, well, that sounds woo woo. All I can tell you is this is the stuff that worked the best for me. So I. I've stopped caring if it sounds woo woo because it worked for me and it might, and it might help someone else. So that's, that's the idea of getting more energy from the earth than from other people. Cause oftentimes when we reach out, we might run into someone who is just, they're not in the best position to help us because they're, they're dealing with their own stuff. Um, but the earth is always there to help us. Um, and it's, and it's there passively to be able to help us if we connect with it and and to have like an interplay of energy and 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 that's that's where a lot of the power comes from meditation so that that's what i that's what i was thinking about when i wrote when i included that quote okay and is that in your in your book the standing meditation yeah yeah okay so the full title is the standing meditation excel in the modern world using an ancient practice yeah. Um, so this is your your time to uh, talk about your book if you want. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, like after this this journey of like you know feeling suicidal, going bankrupt, being a science spinner, and meditating the whole time, 
you know, I, I, I climb my way out of the worst of it. And, and I realize a lot of people still don't know about like the more practical side of Taoism. So I spent three years just writing a book about what I went through, what I learned and how it could apply, you know, how, how like the reader could apply to their own life. Um, and I published it about uh, six months ago. And it, yeah, like it's called The Standing Meditation and it's, uh, and it's on Amazon. And this is the book I wish I, I could have given myself. Like I wish I could go back in time and be like, forget all the self-help stuff, Nate. Just read this book instead. So I, I can't do that. But the next best thing I figure is um, someone else out there might be, they might be feeling lost, frustrated. Um, and, and this book, you know, it's not guaranteed. Everyone has their own path, but this book might be exactly what they need. Uh, I think I might pick up the Kindle version of it. <laughs> I hope you, I hope you like it, man. Uh, cause I, I need, I need to get, I need to get back to grounding <laughs> to be honest. Um, grounding's the best. Yeah. Uh, and what is your best advice, uh, for a doomer to start getting back onto a path of becoming a bloomer in life, business and re- relationships? You know, it's a, it's a great question. Sit, put your feet as close to the earth as you can and breathe into your belly. Um, cause that's your anchor. You know, there's all, there's a lot, there's a freaking bookstores out there galore with practical advice on, you know, how, what to do with your career, how, you know, relationships and nutrition, all that. And unless you've got this down first, for me personally, all that stuff failed until I started with centering myself with meditation. Then only after I got that taken care of, everything else started to fall into place because all of a sudden it's, it's, it's like I was, I was on that path. So any other information that came to my life was a lot more useful because it, it was like, I was kind of like, like you said, in the flow. So start with breathing into the belly. And every time, you know, you hear in your voice, oh, that's too simple. Or it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the same old, old advice. Cool. Now breathe into your belly. <laughs> Just, you know, that's the answer to everything. All right. Breathe into your belly. So that was, that's the advice I would give. I, I, I love it. And then how can you, how can one be of service to your community and the world? And I usually reference verse 17 of the Tao Te Ching. It's my favorite verse, but. Um, what would your advice be to, to be of service? Um, you know, the Taoists are really cool about the idea. They called it the marketplace. Like after you, after you meditate, you do your best work in the marketplace. Now, what they meant by that was thousands of years ago, the marketplace was where the, like the most people gathered. It, It was like, uh, you know, today's version of, um, like, you know, the local, like pop-up tents, like, you know, selling food and stuff like that. Um, so the idea is when you meditate and you center yourself, you're, you're more than just a physical person with physical tissues. You've got an energy body and a spirit body, and it affects everyone you come into contact with. It goes beyond words. Um, it goes beyond body language. Um, and when you work on yourself, just by, 
your energy and spirit body coming in contact with other people, there's more harmony as a result. Um, even if you just walk through a marketplace. So one of the best ways to, to benefit the world is, you know, when you work on yourself and then just be around other people and you're helping them. Like when, like when you go to work, if, if you've had a, uh, you put in your, you know, 10, 15 minutes of deep breathing and it's like, okay, you know what? I'm getting through this day. You know, I, I, I checked that box. I'm getting through this day. You are providing a subtle harmony to everyone you come into contact with. And most of them will probably have absolutely no idea it happened and they never will know, but it's not meant to be a conscious thing. Um, and if you do that day after day, after day, after day, after day, um, you're, you're creating positive ripples on, onto the planet that are un, untraceable. You know, they're going so far spread, um, that y- who knows what's going to happen. Um, and from there, you know, everyone will come up with their practical way to serve, but it all, but it all starts with that. You know, it, it all starts with that inward stuff first farmer's market, by the way, that's what I was thinking of when I was trying to figure out the tents and stuff. It's like the modern day farmer's market. So that, that is my advice. Yeah, I mean, and the, the thing that I that I've kind of realized is that like we don't have those physical markets as much as we used to. You know, I, I think there's, yeah. I think there's something that we're mi- something that we're missing there. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, where can listeners connect with you online? Uh, either your social handles or online website. Um, the best is the website, thestandingmeditation.com. That's where people can find out about my book. And I also have a, a blog at naterifkin.com. And, um, yeah, I post articles on there and I'll, I'll post links to, to conversations I have like this one. So th- those are the best ways. Okay. And you probably know this is already coming. Uh, I ask every guest this question. Yeah. What is your zombie plant? <laughs> so, you know, one of the coolest house meditations is where you, it's, it's sometimes referred to as stand like a tree. So I would just, if I saw them running at me, I would just stand like a tree and I'd hope and pray that, Hey, z- zombies are coming after other people and not trees. So maybe they'll just mistake me for a tree and pass right by me. That that's the best I can do, man. <laughs> Nate Rifkin says, be like a tree. The zombies will ignore you. (laughs) It's it's got a 40% chance of working, I swear. (laughs) At at least. Uh, Well, Nate, actually, you know what? This has been probably the best pick-me-up in the last three weeks. Um, I, I needed some practical advice, so I hope that if you're listening out there, you got a lot out of this because I did. Um, <laughs> cool. uh, you can pick up a copy of Nate's book on Amazon via Kindle or paper paperback. Check him out on his website uh, or his uh, personal blog. Uh, as for the Doomer Bloomers, uh, we are on all the major platforms with the exception of TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and of course we have our YouTube channel. Um, please consider being a subscribed member to the 
Patreon. Uh, lots of benefits there, especially at the, the first level. Uh, access to our Discord server where uh, there's lots of great resources for people going through difficult, challenging times in their lives. Um, and yeah, the best place probably to reach me is at the Doomer Podcast on Twitter. And yeah, all the other major social handles. Uh, and as always, um, you know, just because it's going, you're going through a rough period right now, doesn't mean it's going to be that way forever. Uh, as you, you know, come back into yourself uh, and you have that a little bit of energy, maybe add a breathing practice to your your routine now because I think that's what I'm going to do. And then have yourself a great and prosperous day uh, wherever you are in the world. Uh, Namaste. All right. All right. This is Will here again with the Doomer Bloomer podcast. If you enjoyed this content this today with Nate Rifkin and you want to learn more uh, please check the links in the description uh, for naterifkin.com uh, the standing meditation on Amazon uh, follow him on all the social medias uh, as for us of course uh, we are out there on, on Twitter at Doomer Podcast Doomer Bloomers on Instagram and Facebook all the major platforms we have the patreon subscriber levels one two three and four the discord group of course is free to join lots of great information in there uh go to www.thedoomerbloomerpodcast.com support to become a member today